Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. I'm really excited to share a very special episode with you today. You're going to hear from animal communicator Liz Murdoch of Talking with the Dogs. She shares how she first discovered that she could communicate with animals through a poodle at her kindergarten show and tell. She explains how her methods of communicating can help pets and people live better lives together and how you might be able to get in touch with what your own dog has to say. Then for the second half of the episode, Liz actually talks to Bert. It was so amazing to hear what Bert had to say, and Liz's references were amazingly accurate. You really have to hear it to believe it. One of the coolest things is that Bert communicated a message to all of you who are listening to this right now. That's towards the end of the episode. He is just such an amazing dog, and Liz is an amazing person for sharing her amazing gift with us today. Enjoy. Liz Murdoch, animal communicator and educator, is a true dog whisperer. She first discovered her special skill in kindergarten and has continued honing it throughout her life, winning awards in dog training and earning a master's in education and communication from Columbia University. Her work includes animal chat sessions, training parents and children to better understand each other and their dogs, hosting special event fundraisers, animal-assisted therapy in hospitals, and consulting rescue organizations with evaluating and placing dogs effectively. Liz is happiest when translating what dogs want people to know and teaching others how to intuitively find out what their dogs are thinking. Her work is known to transform interspecies relationships and con- contributing to improved dog care and behavior. Liz hosts the popular podcast, Talking with Dogs, and loves traveling the world, talking with dogs and their people. She's committed to helping dog people, including kids, live and work together in greater harmony and health in and out of the doghouse. Hi, Liz. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Getting situated here. I'm glad to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm wildly interested in what it is that you do. Um, so why don't we start off, um, tell us a little bit about, you know, I, I read in your bio that you first learned to communicate with animals in kindergarten. Like, how did you know what you were even doing at when you st- started to discover this skill? Well, it was in kindergarten, it was show and tell. And a girl brought in a gray poodle and its nails were painted purple. And I don't remember many memories before then with a dog, but I remember standing next to the dog and looking down and I can still see that. And it had these purple nails and this bow in this in the left ear. And I was like, the dog doesn't like this. It wants to do more. There's so much more to this dog. And I lost interest in everything else that was going on because I had this greater connection with the dog than anyone else in the room at the time is what I remember. I, I wanted the dog. So I knew that there was something about dogs that I could understand. When we moved to California, 
neighbors had puppies and my mom said I could go get a dog. And so I picked one out and in working with that dog and caring for it, I just understood what he wanted. And it was very natural to me. And, you know, as we get older, we have snippets of memories, but I remember watching Dr. Doolittle, the movie, and thinking that's not how they talk to animals. And I wasn't interested because it was like, that's not how it's done. But it wasn't anything that I verbalized. I just knew that, that it's different. And so I trained him and we did very well, but I thought nothing of it. It was just very natural to me. So it wasn't until later in life that it became something that I was aware of as like, oh, wait, I can do this and not everyone else can. And how do you think that communicating with animals can change someone's relationship with their dog? In lots of ways. I I hear it all the time. It can change that. So people may have a dog and they say, oh, I had a dog as a kid. I want another dog. And then they get the other dog as an adult. And it's not like the one that they had as a puppy or as as a kid. And or they, they have three dogs and they try and make them all the same. And when somebody can tune into their dog and has an understanding that dog number one is going to love going for car rides, but dog number two might be a perfect therapy dog and yet hate car rides to the lake, that when we can honor their individuality, it changes our expectations of them. It makes us more easy to attach to the dog and connect because we're like, Oh, I love you because this is who you are as a dog, just like people rather than, Oh, it's just a dog. Uh, Of course, my dogs always have something to say. (laughs) I think they, they heard a squirrel outside. So, um, they, they know how to use their voices in the way that I can hear, you know, their audible voices, but I've never really tapped into their inner dialogue. So is, is this a skill that you can teach other people to do? And, you know, do you think that regular people can learn to communicate with their dogs in that way? I definitely do. I, I do teach classes, gut feeling about something where you just knew that you should do something. Have you ever had that? Uh, yes, I, I definitely have had a gut feeling and I would say I'm a very decisive person. So I get really clear thoughts and know what I should, what I should do or how I should feel like pretty instinctively. Okay. So that feeling, I've never had anyone say no. So that feeling that you have, whether when you're buying merchandise, I should buy that product. I should price it like this. That knowing that you get is the exact same knowing that you can have with a dog and being open that even if it seems odd that my dog said he doesn't like a particular dog walker, he prefers someone else. Well, that's weird. Trusting it because we trust that dogs can tell us when somebody has cancer or there's drugs in a suitcase at the airport. So why can't we trust them that they can communicate other things? I believe they can. And I believe just as there are some dogs that are really good at search and rescue for wounded people or really good at detecting epilepsy because they've been trained. I happen to be a person who's really good at talking to dogs, but that doesn't mean that somebody else couldn't take their intuition and their intuitive abilities that we all have 
and practice it and be able to do it, maybe not as a professional dog whisperer, but certainly they can understand their own dog better. Yes. That's so interesting. Um, and, and I think that probably one of the hardest things for people nowadays in such a fast paced society is just like sitting down and being in the moment to try and understand what their dog is telling them, you know, is that something that is important to this? Definitely. So, and, and I think that can be intimidating why people think I couldn't do it because I can do it pretty quickly, but it wasn't always that way. But yes, getting quiet is very important. So I just taught a class where we did a sound bath. Are you familiar with sound baths with the bowls and somebody you lie in a yoga mat and it's like, a meditation with music with well it's it's sound so we did that with beginners and none of them had ever worked with an animal communicator and there's one woman who was the owner of the place we did it and she asked me she said I want to hire you I said well why don't you just come to the class because you're already going to be here she was oh, okay so everybody got laid down and we did the sound bath for 10 minutes and I had given them an intro what we were going to do in terms of being open with the dog, just receiving information, whether pictures or a feeling or a knowing or hearing a voice tell us something. Everybody got stuff. And the woman who wanted to hire me was like, oh, I got what I need to know because she was able to be still. The, the meditative atmosphere helped everybody open up like a sponge, like dry sponge to water. But it's possible to do it however people connect with themselves. And so it's finding how they can tune in and then just start receiving. It's really listening to the dogs. One of the things that you just said was um, when you're communicating with the dog, you might get a voice or a message or an image. Could, could it be like all kinds of different ways that they communicate? It might not be like a narrated dialogue. Yeah, sure. In fact, someone was telling me the other day that she heard that it's only with images that dogs don't talk and I have a different experience so I think it depends on the person how they're going to receive some people just get images like they might get a picture where the dog is showing the leash dangling down I get images I also will hear like I hear Bert talking he and he like he's like oh and she likes to talk so he's got a <laughs> sense of humor I, I get a feeling from him so I have a feeling of his personality you know we've never met um he, he so I, I get a feeling like I feel his body moving in my body so I get a feeling in my body sometimes especially when I'm talking medical I might feel nauseous or I'll feel a tightness in a certain part of my body but Yes. So I see images. I get a feeling in my body. I get a knowing like, oh, I just know that this dog has such and such or wants to say like Bert saying, Tori does mocking. I'm very good at being quiet. And sometimes, oh, like he's like, sometimes I have to be very quiet when she's working. He knows that you've asked him to be quiet. So he, so that's a mixture of and hearing him talk and then seeing him patiently and then when he's bored or like anxious to go he's like says he's not an anxious dog but he's like he'll give you a look like okay come on hurry up can we get on with this when he's at his he says he has his limits too so so yes all different ways this is so cool. I'm so excited. So if you if you didn't pick up on it already, Liz is going to very generously communicate with Bert 
and um, give us all some insight into what goes on in Bert's mind. <laughs> I know that um, Bert has a lot of fans on our social media. I get messages from people all the time that just say, I love Bert so much. And they can just tell that by looking at the photos and the videos that I share online. So, um, so I think that uh, he, listening to your reading is going to be interesting to more people than just me. So, um, so why don't we dive in to the reading portion of today's show? If you're if you're ready, I'm ready. Um, Do you have a hard time finding dog mom gear that fits in with the rest of your style? I love my dogs, but I don't want paw prints on everything I own. The Wear Wag Repeat Shop is full of artist-designed apparel, handmade accessories for you and your dog, and stylish gifts for the dog obsessed. Best-selling products like our Puppy Breath Candle and the Jungle Dog Dress have been featured on blogs like Proud Dog Mom and the Daily Dog Tag. Your dog is already spoiled, so treat yourself. Get 15% off your first order when you visit shop com and use promo code podcast that's shop.wherewagrepeat.com promo code podcast okay so i'll let you to kind of take the floor and i'll i'll move my computer so you can see mr bert better <laughs> hello bert so I, I write things in a notebook, and so if I get quiet, it's because I'm writing, and I try and get the word, because I the word that is the right word that I'm getting to express something. So the first thing he said is that she's very proud of me, and he, he likes to think that she likes me best. <laughs> he, 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 he had, okay, so he has a sense of humor. He loves to have fun. So I, I want to say, I. I don't know whether this was when we were going to do any of your recent podcasts. I mean, for quite a while since I knew I was going to be on the show because I don't want to be influenced by anything. But Bert says he, that he loves to have fun. Um, he lucked out being with you because he gets, uh, he knows he gets more activities than other people, or I guess he, other dogs. I mean, I think of my dogs as people, so <laughs> he, he might think he gets more fun than other people. So he told me, so when I said then other people, he's he to me, get it right, lady, <laughs> that he, so he, he has seen, he has seen this before. He knows about animal communication. I guess he has, he has talked to other people that you have been with who I guess have, who have wanted to talk to him, but you haven't really been ready. And so he, he, he wants to help people. He's very chatty. He knows exactly. Loves helping your business. He thinks allow. He says it's our business, and to some extent, he thinks it's his business. Okay, part. It's a joint partnership. That's what it is. Your whole business and your work that you do, you're the cover for him. He see. He has a lot of ownership. He thinks it's his business, and he loves this. Like he's so proud. Like you enable him to do his work, and. I, I talk about that with people. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, dogs like to have a job. And Bert has a business. He is so funny. Hello, Bert. I'm looking at you. <laughs> he, he says he has, doesn't have a job. He, he outsources. I guess you outsource things. He manages. 
he is, when you're doing, when you take center stage, he says he's more of a behind the scenes guy than, than it appears as much as he is in um, pictures and stuff. He says the, the most important work that he does is behind the scenes. Um, he says you make it look easy, but he says he helps you make it look easy. He gives encouragement to other people who love dogs. And as much as you're a dog person, you couldn't do your work without him and your, your other dog because you proof is in the pudding. He's like, proof is in the dog bone. <laughs> you, he, he gives you because you can use him in your pictures. <clears throat> He's been doing this business for quite some time. He loves to, he loves when you get excited. He says, Tori's an outgoing person, but he says he really likes it when there's like the A plus kind of excitement. He gets excited and that's when he feels young again. It makes him feel young again. And he, I guess he does his, his, his puppy dance. He, and, oh, and he, he likes to get his, his you feed off of his excitement because it's reassuring to you that he's still got it. His, his pet. As much as he has, oh, he's correcting me. As much as he has his business and he gives your business validation, he also, his priority is his personal relationship with you. Oh, wow. And, and he says that people don't get to see that. He has his public persona, <laughs> but you're a private person. Wow. You are a very public person and you give a lot, but your personal time is precious and he says, I'm glad I'm here for you. Oh, wow. Okay. He, okay. So he likes, that's why he says you love me best, which he knows is a joke. He says, and you're not even the good in everyone. And so you just focus on that. And oh, that's what makes you such a good team. But he says that it's very meaningful to him because he is such a support to you and he cherishes that nugget of private time. Like it's like a shell that goes around you. That's a favorite thing of his is to provide that behind the scenes. And that he, is, he actually likes privacy too. That is so accurate because, and I can totally see why he would say all of that because uh, Bert is a much better cuddler than my other dog, Lucy. Lucy gets hot. She gets annoyed. She doesn't really like to be fussed over. Bert, on the other hand, we lie on the couch every night together and I you know pat on my chest and I lie down on the couch and he comes up and lies like right down on top of my chest and we just gaze into each other's eyes but it is very personal private moment because I've there's no way I could take a picture of this there's it's never been shared out on the pub in you know in public on social media or anything so that really is our special private time he says it's important for you to keep that private. Usually I do this at the end. What does a dog want you to know? I love that when I'm wrapping up a session, but he says you need to keep some of those moments private because you need to keep privacy too. So he likes that you can't take a picture. <laughs> he asked for Lucy. He says she doesn't have time for that. And what <laughs> another thing that makes you so great and why they all get along, the, even the two dogs individually, he says, because they both like attention and they both like the center stage to some extent. But he says, you accept who he is and you accept who Lucy is. So Lucy doesn't feel pressured to do what Bert does. And that's why you all are such a good team. So when you go back to how can animal communication help, 
because it can verify to to you or any person just let Lucy be just let your other dog go back in the back bedroom and hide while guests are over or whatever when you can acknowledge just let her be that's who she is it's okay if you have more than one dog to just take one dog on the car ride or on the trip the other dog might be savoring its time home alone yeah people tell me that all the time because i do have two dogs and i love to go places but i just in terms of strength cannot always handle to take two dogs with me everywhere because two 70 80 pound dogs is a lot to handle um and people always are commenting, oh, I feel so bad leaving one behind. I could never choose. And so we just don't go anywhere together. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's kind of not a fun solution. Uh, you know, you should take out one dog at a time or whatever, whatever. Whoever enjoys going out, you should take them out. He, so Bert says, definitely. He says, let Lucy go more often that you two can just know he's fine letting him rest. I guess he gets creakier and Lucy's more rambunctious. Just let her go. She'll settle down. You can take her even more often. It's he's like totally fine with it. Just totally. He's like, whatever, just let her go. He like looks after her in a way, I guess. Like that's like, that's Lucy. <laughs> well, that's true because Lucy is um, a therapy dog. And so we go and, and volunteer together um, usually a couple times a month. And, um, and, and she also does like her own different, like agility training. She's got her own thing going on and Bert has his own thing. He's, he's fine with that. He's, he's, he could be, he's funny. He's, this is where he's sort of, he's like, well, I could be a therapy dog too, but he's, he has his hands. I think he could be a great therapy dog in in the right situation. (laughs) He's fine. He has his hands. And he knows you very well. He says he keeps track of things. I guess you have deliveries. You've got a lot going on. So he's like, he keeps track of everything. He monitors your mood. He reminds you, oh, he says sometimes when he says he needs to go out, he's doing it just to get you out. He's really like a guardian of you. So he's got his hands full that he he calls you Tori. He says, so that when Tori (laughs) goes out with Lucy, I get a much needed break because he doesn't miss anything that goes on in that house. And no. when he's working with you. Yeah. He's, he's very on top of everything that goes on here. And it's funny that you mentioned deliveries because his arch nemesis is the UPS truck. And if the UPS truck is anywhere within a three block radius, we know about it. So he says the UPS truck, the reason is that the boxes drive him crazy sometimes because there's different things. It just throws the day in. He says they come, sometimes they come a lot. And then sometimes there's a, a, a space and it just, he can't predict, he can't be in control of what's going on with the boxes. That's where he loses his control. Cause sometimes you say he, he has to get out of the way. And that's why it's what the boxes symbolize once they're inside the house. So he's like, no, <laughs> that's so interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the boxes and the, uh, you have to, you get very focused and then he's sort of like, he wants to be involved, but that's his weakness. He can't be involved with undoing the boxes. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. Yeah. So he doesn't like that so much because he wants to be involved. Oh yeah. He definitely does like to be in the center of everything. 
Yeah. And so the boxes is the delivery truck means, oh no, here we go. This could take hours. He, it's just been out of shape. But so I'm asked if you could at least give me fair warning what's happening. And if we could set up something that, okay, when they come, I will go, I guess you like him to go, go sit over there, like on a bed or something, go, you want him to go do something. If you could make that more fun, like, well, maybe can I have a little treat or something and tell me this is going to be a bit and then we'll go out or something. If you can work that into a routine rather than a free, he's calls it a free for all. <laughs> here they come. No, seriously, because I see sometimes you have one or two boxes and there's a lot. And then it's like a ritual that when the boxes come, he knows what to expect. So that like every time boxes come, then afterwards you go outside or he gets a treat for thank you for waiting patiently. Uh, he's already feeling better at this exact boxes and little and what's happening. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I'm going to try that and see if it impacts him not hating the UPS truck so much. Yeah, it, it'll change. It'll change because it's it's the boxes and what comes after they're all delivered. I was going to say one, one thing that's interesting to me that hasn't come up in the whole time you've been talking to Bert is his epilepsy because he's epileptic and takes medication religiously every day at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. And... Um, it doesn't seem like that like hinders him at all. No, the only thing, so I get a feeling of how he feels in his body. And just so people know, usually the things like epilepsy or medical or health comes as I go, that some of the things I've said really resonate with you. When I tell you things about medical, hopefully those will resonate too, because you've seen I've turned in. And I, this is not just you, this is with everybody. That's why I save medical for later. So tuning into his body, I get a sense that he likes when the medicine is at um, an equilibrium. I sort of feel like he's like this, and he feels pretty good as I've got like the pen level. But what I'm getting from him is sometimes the medicine needs to be adjusted and you've been through this before. And I'm wondering, like it, it gets like this, and he says, that's what I, I feel like he want, he's, he says it could be adjusted now, whether he gets smaller amounts three times a day, or I don't know much about epilepsy and I'm mm -hmm. not a doctor. I want to, you know, but I do, well, first of all, know like people keep like food journals, watch his behavior and see, does he get, well, I don't know if you could tell if he's nauseous, but if he gets where it seems like he's a little off, like, you know, when he's at his best, his regular behavior, the pen is like straight. But I think he is showing signs of sometimes where it tips and he feels a little wonky. What is, you know, if it's wobbly and that the medicine, he's aware of the medicine, like he likes the medicine, it makes him level. So I'm getting, if you can check whether there are adjustments that you need to do sometimes to keep it level. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know the answer, but it's a good question. That so sometimes I mean I told somebody once what her dog wanted to know was the bird and I had no idea what it meant so it's not it's not for me to know and certainly when it comes to medicine but what I'm getting from his body is that sometimes it's more level and where he gets like seventy five percent so I don't know whether that means you know he gets it at, he gets it every eleven hours instead of every twelve hours I don't know but I would say he is showing me that in his body and in, in, in a feeling and 
I attempted understanding that is to keep a log of you notice his behavior. Oh, he seems more whatever. Does it ever make sense to adjust this meds at all with the vet, not on your own? Right, so. right. But does it bother him? No, he loves his life. He says he wouldn't change anything. And, you know, I've talked to dogs that were deaf or blind. And this one dog that was deaf was, everyone was, ah, oh, poor baby kind of thing. And the dog was like, oh, no, I don't have to listen to all the racket anymore. <laughs> so it's physical differences that a dog might have from a so-called healthier dog doesn't mean that the dog's life is not as good as the other dogs. Yeah. Dogs are amazing in that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I just get a feeling that it, it's his, how he feels is more tied to the meds and mm -hmm. just to keep it. He, he's like, keep an eye on Make that. Mm -hmm. But he's showing sometimes he feels like he's a little low on it. So mm -hmm. I'm just like, maybe keep track of, just keep an eye on it and keep a log on his behavior. And if you, when he does have episodes, if he does, what his activity, what was different that day? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, this has been the most amazing conversation. I'm just so thankful for you doing this. And this was so interesting. Um, and I hope everyone listening really enjoyed hearing more about Bert because I know you all look at him online and now you have a much deeper insight into, into what he's like. So, um, Liz, I know we, we do have to kind of wrap it up for the podcast episode today. So did you, um, want to make any kind of, um, offer to listeners here in case they were curious about learning more about what you do? Sure. Do I would, this is Bert. I'm Bert. I want to ask Bert what he would like the listeners to know. If that's okay. Yeah. Because usually I do what he wants you to know and you, we got something, but I'm just feeling so what, Bert, now's your chance. What would you like listeners to know? Okay. So he said, he says that your business is as much as he says, the products are great. He says, you spend a lot of time on what you do, but he says the mission that you're doing. Oh, I love this. He's is really about connecting people with their dogs. As much as they love what you do, which is great, and he, he says, we're not going to change a thing. He says, listeners should know that what we're really all about is as much as you want to connect with like Tori and me and Lucy, you know, like Bert, Bert and Lucy, he says, don't forget to connect deeper with your own dog. Aww. And he says, that's what your real mission is, is helping people connect like in a different way than I do, but it's the same thing. So yes. that's Bert wants listeners to know. Bert's really been paying attention to what I've been doing. <laughs> yes. He says, you're really about connecting. It's so much more than the t-shirt. Wow. Bert, you're a great dog. So <laughs> special offer. Sure. I, I, I love doing it. So what, why don't we do, if anyone would like to book a, a chat session with me, they can use the code. I, I haven't put it in. I, I'm just making this up now. So give some time. Uh, I'm going to do love Bert, L O V E B U R T. And we can do a mini session uh, for $75 with that code. Awesome. So if, if anyone was listening to this and is like, has tears in their eyes, like I do, um, definitely reach out to Liz and where can they find you online? Talkingwiththedogs.com. 
So it's talkingwiththedogs.com or they can put in lizmurdoch.com. Either okay. way, it both, it both goes there right now. Yes, okay, and they can book online. They can buy a gift certificate. They can message me if they have a question. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for everything. You are so welcome. You enjoy your time with Bert. He's been waiting patiently. <laughs> what did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.